So we're learning today the Sicha of Tazria HaChaydish in Chelek Yitzayin on page 148. The Sicha will discuss the connection of Parshish Tazria and Parshish HaChaydish, which is actually the Kviyas of this year. When it's a Shana Mu'beres, you have these two come together. On a regular year, Parshish HaChaydish does not come out in Parshish Tazria. But this year, it's perfect, we're learning the Sicha. The Shir today we're learning will be Le'elanishmas Rav Yosef ben Yamin ben Rav Menashe Koltman. Let's begin. Shabbos Parshas Achedish is Chal Lefa'amim. So the Parsha of Achedish, which is the last of the four Parshas that we read. We begin with Parsha Shkolem, then Zacher, then Para, which is this week, and then we're going to do Achedish this uh, upcoming Shabbos. So Parshas Achedish falls out sometimes as a Vihaintig Yar, like this year, B'Shabbos Parshas Tazriya, in the Shabbos that we read Parshas Tazriya. Allah and Yonah from Teireh is and Everything in Teireh is precise. It's from them Gufa. Was the Bede Parshi is coming zusammen? So, from the fact that these two come together, Tazriya and Achaydish, is Mochach, it's clear, as the Hobbin zwischen sich and a Kudemisch Tefes, that they must have some point that is related between them, between one another. Valaibnit, if they would have no connection whatsoever, Valteres Emes, they nit mechabegeven zusammen. Teire, which is the Teire of truth, and everything is true, even the fact that they come together occasionally, it wouldn't even happen occasionally that they should be. Connected together. But at first glance, it would seem as nit Not only do they not have any point that's similar between them, nor On the contrary, they seem to be and seem to be opposites from one another. Why is that? Parshas Achaydesh. So, what is the, the theme and the content of Parshas Achaydesh? Vertongerufen, al shem dem pasik. It's all because of the first pasik that we begin, that it says, Achaydesh hazel lochem reish chadashim. That this month is the first of the months of the year. What are we referring to? Chaydesh Nisan, the month of Nisan. Vasinyana is Chaydesh Agola. Nisan is the month of redemption. And what kind of redemption are we speaking about? When Yidin were redeemed from Mitzrayim, this was a revelation that came totally and purely from above. The Yidin at that point were not worthy of being redeemed, and Hashem came and took them out of Mitzrayim. As the Medrash says, as of them, as of them gate, regarding the month of Nisan, the Pasik says that the voice of, of my beloved comes. Which means that our beloved Hashem comes from above. He comes from his own initiative from above to take Yidin out of Mitzrayim. Onachmer at his ba and anayfim from medalik. The Eibush comes in what kind of manner? He doesn't even come gradually on a level that the entity, the Yidin below, are able to accept him. So even when it comes from above, it could be in such a way that there's a keli, that you could accept that revelation. It comes as a diluk, which is dilug alakates. The simple pshat is that Eibishter came ahead of time to take Yidin out of Mitzrayim before they spent 400 years in Mitzrayim. Or it really means basarusa de la'ela. It was a complete inspiration from above, from the Eibishter's initiative, that he decided that it's time and he took Yidin out of Mitzrayim. Even though the Yidin were not worthy and were not ready for this at all. But Eibishter jumped and came and took Yidin out of Mitzrayim. That's the theme that we could see in Parshas HaChadish, right in the beginning, in the first Pasuk of HaChadish HaZelachem. What's the far, vertiganze Parsha ongeruf in Parshas HaChadish? The entire Parsha, with all the Psukim that follow, are all named with this name of Parshas HaChadish. Hagam has not aim Pasuk and Anayv from the Kriya, Red Vegan HaChadish, even though it's only one Pasuk at the beginning of the Kriya, 
that speaks about the Hachaydish, the month of Nisim, being the first of the months of the year. And the Ibrige Psukim, written wegen the Dinah from Karpen Pesach, the remainder of the Psukim of this Parsha speak all about the Halachas of Karpen Pesach. So seemingly, maybe we should call it Parshas Pesach, not Parshas Achaydish, but we call it Parshas Achaydish, which is a name for all the following Psukim. Because this is really the point that the theme of Achaydish and the theme of the Karpen Pesach are really all one and the same. Carbon Pesach is al shame with Pesach Where does the name Pesach come from? It's because the Ebesh just skipped over the homes of the Yidden by Makis Pachayris. Was weist, which also indicates this Indian, Oif der Geulah was kommt, bild It refers to the fact that the Ebesh just skipped over all those reasons that Yidden should not be saved and redeemed. And the Ebesh went and decided on his own initiative that he's going to redeem them anyways. In Gansamul Maila, as we said before, coming totally from above, from Hashem. The Eibishter, the master, the king of all kings, comes and redeems the Yidden. So undas, so this that we see in the name Pesach, which means to jump and skip over, is the teichin from Achaydish, Chaydish Nissen versus the Chaydish Agiyola. It's the same content as the word Achaydish, which refers to the month of Nissen, the month of the redemption. So therefore, this is the name of the entire parsha, Achaydish. This is the theme, a revelation, a redemption that comes from above. But on the other hand, what is the content of the parsha of Tazria, which is lost in the Keva? Tazria means the Zera of the woman. So it's a, it's a feminine expression. Is, what does this refer to? So you have the Maimah of the Alter Rebbe in the beginning of Parsha's Tazria that says as follows. There's Maimah, there's the Gemara that says, Ish mazriat chila. If the zera of the ish is what enters first, you let us nekeva. Then the result is that the birth will be a nekeva, a girl. Isha mazrast chila. But if it's the woman, the zera of the woman comes first, then you let a zachar. Then you give birth for a zachar. That's what Alter Rebbe explains. Sorry, this is what the Gemara that says in Brachis. Now the Alter Rebbe explains what's the significance of the zera of the ish and the zera of the isha. Who does this hint to? As ish vi isha zanin meramez of Hakadosh Baruch Hu Knesset Yisrael. The relationship between Yidden and the Eibushter is also similar to the relation between an ish and an isha. So therefore, how do we interpret this Maimah Chazal regarding the relationship between Yidden and the Eibushter? Unven ish mazriat chila. If there's an inspiration, there's a zera that comes from above, which means that Eibushter is ma'irit chila aiden of avedus Hashem. It's the Eibushter that that brings an inspiration from above to awaken a yid to come and serve the Eibushter. So because this comes from Hashem's initiative, and the person below did nothing, is yeladis nekeva. The the result of the kind of level of his serving Hashem that comes from this will be on the level of a nekeva. Which means it's a weak, it's a weak inspiration. The person below is not a keli for this. The aveda is nitkem baskayama, so his aveda is not necessarily gonna last. Like the Gemara says that women have daiton kala, their opinion is kala. It's it's weak and it's something that could be changed. So so too, this is an aveda that is not an inspiration from below. It's an inspiration from above. Sarusa de la and therefore this can change. That's the ish mazria. But if it's the zera of the isha that comes first, 
So Beruchnius regarding Yidin, what this means is when it all begins with the person's initiative and with his inspiration that he works on himself from below, then you led the Zachar. So then this kind of a connection to the Ebishter brings about a connection which is like a Zachar, which is the Aveda is Abbas Kayama. This is a kind of a connection and Aveda which will be lasting, which will be firm and strong. That's what the al explains. So what do we see over here? When it says Tazria, Vaslafiza, Weist der Teichen von Parshas, Isha, Ki, Sazria, that we're talking over here about an inspiration from below, from the Isha, which is the Yidin. So the, the name Tazria refers specifically to the advantage that there is in the Aveda when a person inspires himself from below. Which is the exact opposite of Achaydesh, which refers to an inspiration that comes totally from Hashem's perspective from above without a person doing anything for this. So seemingly, Tazria and Achaydesh are opposites. How could they come together in one Shabbos, in one parsha? So the Rebbe now brings more details regarding Achaydesh Azel Achem and what, what this Pasuk itself is referring to. Regarding this pasik of there are a few interpretations umehem, and the Rabbi here will bring two interpretations. One is pshat and one medrash. Al pshat. The simple pshat of this pasik is as follows: The Evan Ezra is masber that inyan from chaydish on shana. What is the difference between the term chaydish, which refers to the month, and shana, the cycle of a year, which has all the seasons in the year? And he says as follows, Mitzat Mahala the cycle of the moon, which is what creates the, the, the existence of the months of the year, is Bachlal Nedah, the Ged of Shana. There's no concept of a year. There's nothing that separates and divides the seasons of the year based on the cycle of the moon. Ein Lulavana Shana Klal. For the cycle of the moon, there is no such a thing as the seasons of a year. They all exist, the concept of a year. Vailandem Sivavalavana. When it comes to the cycle of the moon, is kentik nardem optel fuchadashim. All you see is the the moon and the, the way it, it, it the moon gets starts off small and it gets larger, then it gets small again, which is based on the position of the moon in contrast to the to the sun and the earth. And therefore, you have that cycle that repeats itself every month. Yedachaydish it repeats itself every month. Chavtesyaim it actually is not a full thirty days. It's it's twenty nine days. Vachatzi twenty nine and a half days. Obeys Yadis Shah, another two parts of an hour, Va'ayin Gimel Chalakim, and another 73 Chalakim, which are much smaller parts of an hour, like similar to seconds, but it's even smaller than seconds. So the point is that you have the cycle of the moon that takes about 29 and a half days. Kumtfar a full Sivu from the Levana, so once every 29 and a half days or so, so you have the full cycle of the moon. Gam Benegei Lamatzav Achama Biyachas Lodetz. Now this the moon coming back to its full. Circle the full cycle is not only regarding the the earth itself, but also regarding the position of the sun in contrast to the moon and the earth. And therefore, after this number of days, twenty nine and a half days, so you have the birth of the moon again. But in the cycle of the moon, you do not have Cain Prat, no detail in it. That should separate one year from another. That's when it comes to the moon. On the other hand, mitzad Hashemesh, when it comes to the cycle of the sun, is nitad esugaz man from chadashim. Regarding the sun, there's no such a thing as months. Ein l'shemesh chaydish klal. And in the cycle of the sun, you don't see any difference every 29 days. 
the sivu vashnasi from Shemesh, the yearly cycle of the sun is Shin Samachei It's 365 days, Vishay Shois Berech, and about another six hours. And the Sivov Zenin, Zainer, and its cycle is Ba'ifen as a shaft, the Dalit Kufa the sun creates the four seasons of the year. That's how you see the difference, the fact that the sun creates a year, the full four seasons of the year, and after those four seasons are over, it repeats it again. Depends how close the sun is to the earth or how far it is. Abit in Zayn Mahalach, in the cycle of the sun, there is no detail that should create a boundary and a separation between one month and another. So the point is, now that Evan Ezra explains what this Pasuk here is saying. When it tells you that you have over here these months for you, that it should be the head of the months of the year, what is it saying? The Pasuk is telling you when, you, when you're counting the months of the year, what's considered to be the first month of the year. And this is related specifically to the month of the, to the, to the year which is created by the months of the year. The months. So when do you start counting the months? Yidin count by the months of the year. When you have 12 months, that finishes the full year, which is really only 354 days, not 365 days. So when do you start counting the months? You begin counting by the Shchidish Nisan. Nisan, the month of Nisan is the first month. As a Saib Tzachan from Chaydish Nisan, Chaydish Arishin, Chaydish Nisan. That's what the Pasuk here is saying. Aye, what's the concept of Rosh Hashanah? That's also the beginning of the year. Mashenken, the Rosh Hashanah Lushanim, the Rosh Hashanah for the full year, where there's no division of months. Vasashayach Tzum Shemesh, which relates to the cycle of the sun, where there's no months, is from Tishrei. That's the beginning of the year, which starts from the month of Tishrei. But so this Pasuk here is telling us that there is the beginning from the months of the year which starts in the month of Nisan. That's the chat of the Pasuk of what it's speaking about. Abayz, another chat here of what this Pasuk is saying is Al-Derech Medrish. The Medrish will also speak about what's unique about the, uh, months of, uh, the month of Nisan and in contrast to the month of Tishrei, just like the Evan Ezra speaks about it, but the Medrish will explain it on a deeper level according to Drush. The Medrash tells us When the Yevishter chose the world that he created So right then at the time of creation the Yevishter established months and he also established years Then when the Yevishter gave Yidin the Teireh and, or even before that, here in Mitzrayim, the Ebishter chose Yidin and uh, Yaakov and his descendants, Kava by Rishchaydeh Here the Ebishter established the month of Nisan to be the month of redemption. That's the Medrash. So over here, the Medrash is saying, Nisan is established as the month of redemption. So what exactly is this Medrash saying? What's the difference between what happened at the time of creation and what happens when the Ebishter chooses Yidin? Is Masber the Bala Akeda? The Akeda explains that Chiluk Tzivishin Bachar Hakadosh Baruch Hu Bayilamai Umbachar BeYakov Ubanav. What is the difference between the Eibushter choosing his world and the Eibushter choosing Yidden? Bachar Hakadosh Baruch Hu Bayilamai. When it says that the Eibushter chooses his world, meant the Anhaget Tivis. This refers to nature, the things the way they are naturally. Which was established in the creation at the time when the Ebusha created the world. When is the beginning 
of this behavior that the Abishtha conducts matters in the world according to nature is Chaydish Tishrei. Rosh Hashanah or Tishrei in general is the beginning of Hashem beginning a new year of all the matters of nature that happens during that year. On the other hand, Bacha be Yaakov Ubanav, when the Abishtha chooses Yaakov and his descendants, Mentian Hagen Nisis. This refers to the fact that the Abishtha performs miracles, the Shidda when the Abishtha shatters nature. Which the Abishu does for the benefit of Yidin, Yaakov Ubanov, Yaakov and his children. On the Raish from Deran Hage, what's the Raish for this behavior where Hashem performs miracles is a Chaydish Zelachem. Chaydish Nisan, that begins the first month for the entire year. The, uh, for the Anhaga of Nes, starts with the month of Nisan, which is a month of redemption when the Abishu redeemed the Yidin. So that's the pshat of the Evan Ezra, uh, sorry, of the Akedah based on the Medrash. So we have two pirushim here. We have the pshat of the Evan Ezra that we're speaking about the cycle of the sun or the moon and the year and the uh, month. Or we're speaking about Teva and Nes. Tishrei is the Rosh Hashanah for Teva and Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah for the, the really the Rosh of the Chadashim, which is the beginning of the miracles of the year. Now we know that Ale Pirushim, Pirushe Razal, all different interpretations of Razal, even Zalbun Pasik, that are on the same Pasik, other Indian, or on the same subject, Haben Akish They are related to one another. We must say the same thing over here as well. The two points that are mentioned here on this Pasik, which is the difference between the solar cycle with the sun on the Shnaslavana, the lunar cycle, on the Chilak Tzvishan and Hagetivis and Hagenisis. And also, the second shot, the difference between the way Hashem performs things according to nature and the way Hashem performs miracles, for Zei Zen and Hofchim, which are really opposites, Zenefabundin, Ze Imze. So these two interpretations are related to one another. And the Rebbe explains the Anhoget, the Anhogesateva. The fact that they wish to perform things in the world according to nature is the Anhage versus Loyish Baisu. This is Anhage where it's constant, non stop. The sun comes up on the east every day, and everything else in nature continues going to midis, constant, on Anashinui, without any change. And that's very similar to the way we see, the way the sun, the cycle of the sun. In the cycle of the sun, we don't see any changes. That's really one of the meanings of the word Shana. Shana, which means a year. What is the word? Where, what's the root of the word Shana? Funlashen Mishneh. Mishneh means when something is repeated again and again. Since the Zelbe Mahalach Hashemesh, you have the same exact cycle of the sun. nochamol. It repeats itself again and again. It's the same sun that comes up every day. The sun doesn't gain in its size or lose in its size. It's the same exact sun every single day. On the other hand, when it comes to the concept of Hashem performing miracles, is in The point there is that Hashem is doing something that's novel. He's breaking the laws of nature, and only only occasionally to, to something new. Only occasionally will the Abishta break the laws of nature for a small period of time, for a certain purpose. So therefore, this is compared to the moon, the light of the moon, it's never the same. The light of the moon on every single day of the month, it's never, the, the, the moon is, it starts off in the beginning of the month, like a tiny moon, 
a crescent, and then it gets larger and larger and larger. So it's never the same. Every month it gets bigger and bigger. And that's actually another interpretation of the word Chaydish itself. Chaydish also means that it's constantly renewing. The moon of today is not the moon of tomorrow. It's always different. Similar to the concept of a miracle, which is also something which is occasional and it's, a, it's coming to bring a change into the world from what its constant and natural order of being would be. Okay, so that was so we can see the connection of these two interpretations on the Pasik of However, there are some questions that we have over here on both the Pasik and on the Medrash that the Rebbe quoted before. Aleph number one, the question is in Pasik in Yanim. If you look here into the Pasik, you'll see the Pasik actually says two things. It starts off saying Aleph, this month is the head of all other months of the year. But then Beis, it adds and says, Rishain hu lochem, hashana. It's the first of the months of the year. So it adds, Chatshei hashana. It adds mentioning the year. As Chaydish Nisid, isn't It's not only the head of the other months of the year, which is the point that the Evan Ezra said, that it's specifically the head of the months of the year. Not Rishin the Pasuk seems to repeat again, and it seems to be saying that it's also the head for the months of the year, related also to the year. Let's not move on, so the question here is, Since over here, as Devin Ezra points out, we're specifically speaking about the month, which is related to the cycle of the, of the moon, as Devin Ezra says, when it comes to the moon, there is no concept of a year at all. Is wie sagt man, how can you say, as Nissen is the Rishon, that the Nissen is the first, euch b'shaychis zu inyane chatshe yashana, not only to the other months of the year, but also to the months related to the actual cycle of the full year. How is the moon, or the first month of the year, related to the whole cycle of the year in general? Beis, another question here is, looking at what it says in the Medrash. Lidach Gisa, on the other hand, the question is as follows. When the Medrash describes and says when the Abishra chose his world at the time of creation, which is related to the month of Tishrei, as we said before. So if you look there in the Blushan of the Medrash, it mentions It doesn't say that the Abishra established only the full year. The Medrash says when Hashem created the world, that Hashem established the months and the year. The question is, According to what the Akedah said, the year represents the Teva, which is at the time of creation, the nature of the world. So why does the Medrash mention over there the concept of Chaydish, which is Chiddush, Nes, which according to the Akedah represents the miracles that the Abishra performs. So I should say, when the Abishra created the world, he established the years, which refers to nature. Why does it mention over there, Rashi Chadashim? So what do we see over here? The point is that in the Pasik, where it talks uniquely about the months of the year, it also mentions the full year. In the Medrash, when it talks about the Ebesha choosing the world for nature, which is related to the year, it also mentions the Chadashim, that Ebesha established the Rashi Chadashim. So what must, we say? What, what must we say based on this? As Chach, that even though, yes, it's true, generally speaking, is Tishrei Fabunden Miteva, Shana. The month of Tishrei is related to the year in general, which is the nature. 
And Nisan mitnes chaydish. And Nisan is the new beginning for the Eibush performing miracles, which is related to the months. So these are two different things. Is aber da ahiskalos vishenze. But as we see here, they are included from one another, which means oichin der bria gufa even within creation itself. Even before Hashem chooses Yaakov and his descendants, at the time of creation itself, which means the time of nature, when Abish is creating the world, is Da an Inyan Funes Rishchidish. Already then you have the inclusion and you have a concept of miracles that exist then, which is what's represented in the Rishchidish. And the same is also true in the reverse. That from when Yaakov and his children are chosen, which seemingly that's connected only to the concept of miracles, this is expressed not only by the fact that Hashem performs miracles, and therefore it's the beginning of the months of the year, but it also is expressed by the fact that there's a change that this brings within nature itself, in Shana, in the year. And therefore, the Pasik mentions Hashana, referring to the year in general. So that's the main point that the Rebbe will explain over here, that what is the inclusion of these two opposite things that the Eibishter does in the world. You have nature, and then you have miracles. Seemingly they have nothing to do with one another, but nevertheless we can see hinted here in the Psukim and in the Medrash that they are connected and related to one another. What is their connection? So in order to explain this, so we must first explain what is really the content and what is really the point and the deeper point of these two things, the way the Eibishter runs things in the world. There are things the way Hashem created it in nature and then there's miracles. Both nature is necessary, Hashem created nature for a purpose. And also miracles that Hashem performs are also necessary. So they're both necessary to fulfill the purpose of creation. And both of them play a role in revealing the greatness of Hashem in the world. So in other words, if Hashem would create only nature, and nature would be, so to speak, perfect in itself, so there's no need for any miracles. On the other hand, Hashem created a world where He's constantly interceding and doing things the way He wants with a miraculous order and without any nature, without any... But no, Hashem on one hand creates a world with nature and at the same time performs miracles that shatters nature from time to time. That means that both Ness and Teva are important components in the purpose of creation to reveal Hashem's greatness in the world. But there's a difference here. Now the Chilik Tzvishenzei is the difference between them in what aspect of godliness they reveal in the world is as follows. The point of this that Hashem performs miracles from time to time is This reveals the infinite existence of Hashem. How unlimited Hashem is. He's not bound by any laws of nature. He can break nature. Hashem is completely higher than anything that's limited in the world. And this is sensed even here in this world as well. When a miracle is performed, and this annuls the whole existence of this annuls the whole existence of uh, Teva in the world, so that shows that Hashem is totally above the nature in the world. Their nest, what happens when a, when a miracle happens? Their nest is Mishadid the Marachasateva. A miracle will shatter all of the laws of nature. 
was bavayis to be teva as netayvus makom legabedem bligvulf and alakos, which reveals the fact that anything in nature does not at all have any place when it comes to the, the Hashem, which is totally unlimited. That's what a nest reveals, Hashem being unlimited. On the other hand, what's the purpose of this, that Hashem created nature and performs things according to nature? This is to reveal in Welt, that Hashem is invested within this world that even every single part of the nature of the world itself is is unified with Hashem. Don't think as Hashem as being otherworldly. He intercedes from this other place that's outside of what exists in this world. No. The world, the Metzius of the world and its nature itself is also one with Hashem. Nature as well is also what Hashem created and the Metzius. Hashem wanted that there should be a separate, so to speak, Metzius in the world. And this itself is really godly and connected to Hashem. That's the general difference between Nes and Teva. Now the Rebbe will explain how this is connected to the Aved of Yid. Because everything that happens in the world is all connected for a, to a Yid. We know that the world is created for the purpose of Teira and for the purpose of Yidin. So we must say, as Alts, was is done, the Bria is uphengik in the Aved of Yidin. So we must say that everything that exists in creation is all dependent on the Yidin. So these two aspects of Nes and Teva is related to the Yidin and to the Aveda of Yidin. And the fun is verstanden. So from this we understand. As nit nor not only when it comes to miracles that Hashem performs. Which the Medish clearly says that that's related to the Yidin that Hashem chose. Is tall in Avedis Israel, so this is connected and dependent on the Yidin Zavede. Not Oichter Bachara Kadesh Baruchu Ba'ilamai, but also this that Hashem creates the world and He chooses His world, so it's, it's, it's His world even before the Yidin come into existence. The Anhagativis is Taloi in Avedis Israel. That's also connected and dependent on the Avedis of Yidin, because from the first moment of creation, the whole entire creation was all for the purpose of Yidin. Nor Yedef and the Anhagis is uphengik in der Avedis Adam versus Digmasa. So each one of these two things, the nature and miracles, Teva and Nes, are related to a specific Aveda of Yidin accordingly, according to what Teva is and according to what Nisim are. Vosefani Avedis Hashem, Teilenzech, Vachlalos, and Sveisugim. When it comes to a Yid serving Hashem, just like we divided Teva and Nes, in a Yid's Aveda, you also have corresponding two similar Avedas. By a Yidin, on one hand, by every Yid, Davzain, the Tnua from Kabbalah Sayyid Mesiris Nefesh. You must have the foundation of accepting, accepting the yoke of heaven, whether you understand it or not, on Mesiris Nefesh, and also total self sacrifice to give yourself, to give your life away for Hashem. That's one aspect in a Yid's Aveda. And the Rebbe elaborates what this means. That means to serve Hashem, not based on your understanding, on regesh and feelings, or anything else, but rather to listen, to just follow, to, if, if you know that this is what Hashem wants, whether you appreciate, whether you relate to it or not, it doesn't matter, to just do what Hashem wants, with an absolute self-nullification. If a person has this complete dedication, putting himself aside 
completely. So then, so his dedication and his service of Hashem is not at all limited or measured by the limitations that the person himself has. Even if he thinks, I'm not ready, I'm not interested, I don't like it, I don't want it, it doesn't matter. The person's Metzius does not come into play at all. It's an absolute Metzius Nefesh. That's one aspect of Aveda. And that, is It's this level of Aveda that will bring, that will draw and awaken that Hashem should respond in kind with a miracle. Then Welt, because of the, the miracles that Hashem performs in the world also accomplish the same thing. They annul the whole existence of the nature of the world. Just like the person was Mavatal himself, he put himself aside. So this brings about that Hashem should also perform a miracle if necessary to be Mavatal, whatever disturbance there is to a Yid in this world. But you may say, oh, what could be if once a person asks Kabbalah Salem Asidus Nefesh, isn't that enough? You need something else? So that, yeah, besides this, or on the other hand, that's not enough. The ultimate purpose is that even the very entity of the person himself, everything that Hashem put in him, his thinking, his seichel, his midis, his heart, which is both the the left and the right ventricle of the heart, and all of the kaychas of the person, they should all be permeated to serve Hashem. Right? The purpose is not just for a person to put himself aside and forget about himself for Hashem's sake. That's, the, that's one aspect. That's the foundation of Bittal. But at the same time, Hashem created a person with all of his complexities that each aspect of the person should be part of this Avedis Hashem. So therefore comes the other part of Avedah, that a person should do Teireh Mitzvahs, not just putting himself aside and just accepting the yoke of heaven, but additionally to involve his understanding, to refine and elevate his understanding and feelings, to be part of this, to appreciate it, to be involved in this Avedah. And then it's this kind of Avedah which is about the entity of the person, that he's dealing with who he is and bringing it into the Aveda is uphangik de anhagativis. Eibishter responds in kind and this is what nature depends on. Because what's nature all about? Hashem coming into nature. Hashem being unified with the existence of the world, not Hashem annulling the existence of the world. So this is connected and a result of the Eden fulfilling Taira mitzvahs on the world within their mitzvahs. So we see over here the two Anhagas of the world, Nes and Teva, and how this is related to the two kinds of Aveda of Ayid, which is the Aveda of Kabbalah Selim, Mesidus Nefesh, and then the Aveda which is with the Mitzis of the person, whether it's Seichel, whether it's his Hergish, and so on. Now what's the purpose over here? Now going back to the point that the Rebbe said before, that the purpose is to, to the inclusion, to join these two together. Their tachlis hakavada is the ultimate purpose is doch achtos to create and to bring unity. So that's in general. That's always the purpose to unify, to bring together. To bring together these two opposites, seemingly nes and teva, nature and miracles should come together. And the Rebbe explains how could you bring these two together? These seemingly are two complete opposites. Nes represents a unlimited revelation that shatters the existence of teva. Ne- teva represents a limited and lower level of godliness that can be contained within nature. They're, they're not exactly the same source, not, not the same kind of expression of godliness. So what does it mean that we could unite them together as one? 
So the Rebbe explains, This that we see that miracles and nature are two opposite ways of Hashem dealing with the world. And the revelation of Hashem is two, two different ways of Hashem expressing Himself. When you look at it from the perspective of expression or revelation of godliness, so then there's two modes of expression, two modes of revelation. And they're, they're like two parallel lines that never meet. They're, they're two separate lines of revelation. In Kav from Bligvul, one is Hashem expressing His unlimited power, which is expressed by this that Hashem performs miracles. And then Hashem is so unlimited that He also has the power to be to do and function in a limited way and to be invested in the world in a limited way. And that's the, the expression of uh, in Hanogas HaTeva, when Hashem performs matters in the world naturally. So these are two different expressions of godliness that are very different from one another. But that's all in Eires Vigiluyim, when you speak about expression of Hashem's greatness. But Mitzad However, if you speak about the power of Hashem Himself. You look at the way these things, where they come from, in their source, in their potential, that it's really all the essence of Hashem here. Zen and Bligvul and Gvul, the unlimited and the limited, Nitkein Svei Kaven. These are not like two parallel lines. These are not, these are not two separate expressions. Not ein Inyan. In their source, it's really, really all one and the same. It's the fact that Hashem is so complete and Hashem has everything within Him. The very essence of Hashem Himself is above any definitions, above any description, and therefore there is, you can't describe Him not by Bligvul and not by Gvul either, but at the same time He has all the Milas. He has Gvul and Bligvul all at the same time. Hashem is the Shlemus of everything. So over there within the very essence of Hashem, Bligvul and Gvul are not defined as sort of separate expressions. It's all part of Hashem's Shlemus that He has everything where they're not a contradiction at all. That Eistruk from Shleimusa. It's just an expression of Hashem's Shleimus himself. There's a famous statement that's brought in Chesidus very often from the Avedis Akedish. If you say that the Ebishter has only the power of being unlimited, and he doesn't have the power to do and to express and to be limited, so then you take away from his Shleimus. So in other words, the point of Gvul and Bligvul, if you look at each one of them separately, so each one has its own advantage and its own way, the way it functions and what it expresses. But in the source, Bligvul and Gvul, they, they, they're not defined by Bligvul. Bligvul and Gvul are, are just another Shlemus of the Eibishter himself. Not, not defined, not by Bligvul and not by Gvul. So in that sense, in that sense, they're both one and the same. An expression of the Abishta's unlimited power. Undefined power, really. On the Rebbeer, so therefore, How do you really have the fulfillment of the full purpose of creation, which is to reveal the essence of the Abishta in the world? In the Ichud Fanesan Teva, when you have the fusion of miracle and nature together, so that reveals this truth that Gvul and Bligvul are not two aspects or levels of revelation of Hashem's expression, but it's really the essence of Hashem that's there in nature and it's there in Nest because it's really all the Ebishtar himself. That's the point of the union between Nes and Teva.
So this is regarding Nes and Teva in the world. And Azayayich and Avedis Adam. This is also reflected this way in a person's Aveda. It's demanded of a Yid that his Aveda should also be in such a way that that not only should he have these two aspects of Aveda that we spoke about before, the foundation of Kabbalah Salem Mitzvah Nefesh, and at the same time also to bring it into his Mitzvah, but he should integrate these two Avedas, they should be joined together as one. We see this Nefesh, the Kabbalah the Mesiris Nevesh and Kabbalah Sayel, that's totally beyond a person's understanding. On the Aveda Mitzadi Kaiches Pnimiyim. And then the Aveda, which is to involve and to include all of his inner Kaiches that he has. You have to bring them both together. And thus, how is it possible for a person to fuse and to unite these two together as one? That is, when a person taps into an even deeper essence inside the person, the very essence of his neshama, as far as the essence of the yid is concerned, they're not opposites, nor When it comes to the very true essence of the yid, so over there, the the Mesiris Nefesh and his own Kaiches, which are his Metzias, so seemingly they're, they're opposites. One is Bittel and one is Metzias, but Mitzad the Etzim of the Yid, they're not opposites. Mitzad the Etzim of the Yid, the very essence, is the very essence of, ver- of every single aspect of his being, including every single aspect of his Metzias. When you look at, at, at externally outside of the Etzim of the Yid, so over here you have Mesiris Nefesh, which demands Bittel, and then you have who am, who am I? Not who am I not, but who am I? What does my seichel say? What do my middas say? That's an, that's an opposite. But when you come to the very etzem, that's the etzem of the yid. It's, it's the etzem of everything. And they're both united as one. The Rebbe here does not describe exactly how exactly Nes and Teva can be joined together. Practically speaking, what does it mean that Nes and Teva are united as one? There are other places where the Rebbe speaks about it, that a Nes and Teva becomes united as one when the Nes is performed in such a way that it doesn't necessarily totally shatter nature, but it's within nature. We'll see about it a little bit later in the Sikha as well. And the same thing also regarding the Aveda of bringing together the Mesiris Nefesh and also with the Pnimius of the person, the Kaiches Pnimius of the person, how these two Aifanam of Aveda come together, that ever doesn't explain that here either. But it also really means that usually when a person deals with his own Kaiches, with his own thinking, with his own feelings, so that Kabbalah style sort of takes a back seat. It, it recedes in the background and you don't have really that feeling of Kabbalah style at that moment. I'm thinking now on my own. But for a person to be able to keep the influence and the power of the Kabbalah soil, and it should be clear in his mind and in his feelings, even when he is dealing with his own understanding and feelings, to fuse those two together, that's a tremendous chiddish. And that comes when the Yid is connected with his very essence of Hashem. So then, in whatever he's doing, he's going to feel these two together, that it's, that it's absolute bittel to Hashem. And at the same time, that absolute bittel elevates and includes my entire mitzis. So that's the point to, to, to include these two together. Since in essence, and in their source, as we explained, Nes and Teva are really all one and the same thing. It's, it's the Yechilis of the essence of the Ebishtar himself. So if it's understood, that even coming down, coming down into a level of a in the world, Coming out of the source, coming into the place where it's only a revelation of Hashem, and a place of Ishtalshalus, where there's the system of nature or even Nisim. So over there, there are opposites, 
But even there, since in their source, they're always connected. So even after it comes out of its source, you can see this point of what they really are, that they're really connected to one another. That's the Chiddush over here that the Rebbe will not continue to explain. That it's, the point is not only that ultimately in their source and the essence of Hashem, Ness and Teva are one, but because in their source they're one, even outside their source, when it comes down into Seder Ishtal we can see something that will show us that they're, that they're really one. And this is expressed by the fact, if you, play, if you pay close attention to nature, you can see that even within nature itself, there is something in nature that has a character that's above nature. As we'll learn right here in the next Sif. And the same is true in the reverse, that in Yenanes, if you pay attention to what a miracle is, is verbunden euch mit teva. You will see within na- miracles how miracles are connected to the existence of nature. Could come on Sif Yudalef, as we'll see that later in Sif Yudalef. So the Rebbe starts to show us how is it, how can you see within nature itself a character of a ness, of a, the, the concept of a miracle. So the explanation here is in that going back to the point that we said before. What's the point of nature? The point of nature is it's one way for us to come and recognize Hashem's greatness. You see Hashem's greatness within nature itself. So there are two ways how you can see Hashem's greatness within nature. One is the simple way which the Rambam says, in the just pay attention to the unbelievable things that happen in nature. All the mazales, the cycle that happens in the worlds and everything. This itself brings you to the recognition. As is Things are, are running so perfectly in all these mazales and the kechavim and the shemesh and the yireach, all the cycle, everything is mamish so unbelievable. That brings you to the recognition that there's a, there's a master to this universe. Which is conducting everything in nature. This is what the Rambam describes regarding Avraham Avinu, how he come to recognize Hashem as a creator. He started wandering around and, and asking and thinking with his understanding, with his, with his mind. How could it be that you have this world that is constantly continuing the way it is? And there is no leader, there is no, nobody that is causing that these things to constantly go on in its motion and in its cycle. How is it possible that everything in the world should just be moving in this perfect cycle on its own? So that's simple observance of nature and the sciences of nature. You can, you can come to see that there must be a balabayas libirizu, that David creates the world and he's constantly conducting matters in the world. But then there's a deeper point. There's something else that if you observe nature, you can see. If you pay attention to the fact that nature never stops. The fact that it's unchanged. It's a constant that the way nature runs constantly. What do you come to understand from this? What's, how is it possible that you have an existence that's so consistent without any change whatsoever? Where does this really come from? Such, a, such an existence that's so strong that never changes. This is impossible that this is something that exists here in the world, just in its nature on its own in the world. 
Anything that's a created being is created and is constantly deteriorating or is constantly prone to change. And so the source of this cannot be within creation itself, and also not even, so to say, and this, the source for this consistency and lack of change in the world can't even be from a level of godly revelation, which is with, enclosed within the limitations of the world, because if it's a level of revelation that's already lower from the source, and it comes down to be limited to the existence of the world, that's also prone to change. Not as is a koyachayin This indicates that there must be an unlimited power of the Eibishter, was is arangegeben geworden in the Ranhagasateva, which was invested here into nature. Which means that not only can a person come to see the existence of Hashem within nature, which would be the level of godliness enclosed in nature or limited to nature, that's the first point, but from nature itself, you could also come and to, to see the infinite power of the Eibishter. So what do we understand from this? As in Teva Gufe is Teva. If you observe nature and you see the consistency of nature, that itself leads you to see the the nest, so to speak, within nature, the consistency which is the above Teva within nature that it's so consistent. The Loishanisi for the Loishanisi that it says only regarding the Eibushter himself, which is Loishanisi. That's how you see the Kayach of Nes within Teva. Thus is the beer and Maimah Chazal. So this will answer our question and explain what Chazal tell us. When Hashem chooses the world, when He created it, so He establishes Rashi Chadashim, the heads of the months of the year, and also the years itself. Now, so if you pay attention here, from Lashon Chazal is move on. It's understood from what Chazal is saying. Even here, Chazal are not speaking about the very creation itself. It doesn't say, It doesn't say when Hashem created the world. What does it say? Just like later it talks about Hashem choosing Yaakov and his descendants, the Yidin. Over here as well, when it talks about from the beginning of time, from creation, but it doesn't talk about creation itself. It talks about when Hashem chose creation. What does this mean? What's the significance of Hashem choosing creation? There's an additional, besides Hashem creating the world, there's an additional level of choice that Hashem reveals and invests in the world, something more, and because of this, Hashem establishes the months and the years. There's something additional here that Hashem is revealing more than the existence of nature on its own. That's what this Lashon of Chazal, Bachar, hints to. Isn't it move on? So to explain this, so the question really is, So what is the Medrash referring to? When it speaks about the fact that at the time of creation, when Hashem chose His world, He established the months and the years. So as we learned before, the Akedah says, what does this refer to? The Seydet Tivi was the Rebishtot eingestellt in Bria. He says that it's referring to the natural order of things that Hashem established in the world. Is this Tachachelek von der Bria Gufa? So aren't we talking about the, a, the, the nature itself, a part of creation itself, which is the nature of the world? Is this the Chachelik from the Bria Gufe? So, hi, and we came in Zagin as das kommt der von was Bachar, a Kaddish Baruch by Lamech. So, why is the Medrash saying that nature, which Hashem established in the world, is, a, is connected and is a result of some additional choice 
or an additional revelation that Hashem brings into the world, which is an additional dimension to creation more than nature itself. But the Akedah says that this point of the Medrash here does refer to nature. So how, why is the Medrash using the term of Bachar, which indicates that it's something that's above nature, something more than just the nature of the world? So the answer is, based on what we said before, that even within nature itself, there is the, the deeper dimension of nature, which is the essence of Hashem, which is the Leishanisi, the consistency of nature. Now the beer in them, so the explanation is, When the Medrash says that the Ebeshter chose his world, now, now here the Rebbe gives us the deeper understanding of what the term Bachar means. Vas Bechira mitis is not in atzmusi is barach. The true concept of Bechira is only by the Eibishter himself, ki as it's known. So I'm not going to get into the explanation over here, but the point is that only by the Eibishter himself is that the real concept of Bechira. Bechira means when you, what you're choosing is two things that are 100% equal. Only by the Eibishter itself is there no advantage or disadvantage to one thing or another because nothing has any tfises makim. There is no advantage or disadvantage by the Eibishter himself and therefore you have the true concept of Bechira. So when it says, what this means is it's referring to the essence of the Eibishter. It's Teva. On from Teva So mitzah, the essence of Hashem, nature and above nature are really merged together as one. As we said before, that mitzah, the essence of Hashem, they are really all one, and therefore on the far is in Teva, even within the nature of the world that Hashem has created, Gufa, in the nature itself, Faran, der teva, This is the second aspect of what you could see within nature, that if you pay attention to the consistency of nature, you'll see that it's, it's unlimited. It has to come from the unlimited essence, uh, presence of the Ebeshter himself within the world. So therefore the point of it here is that you have the creation of the world mitzadatzma. Abisha created the world and that's the nature and that's the first point that Abisha says you could see nature for what it is and you could see the godly Abisha conducting matters within nature. That's the first point. But then there's which means that if you pay closer attention within nature, you'll see that within nature itself, there's a kayach of the consistency of the Eibishter, which is the Leishanisi, that's the Bachar HaKadosh Baruch when Hashem chooses the world that He created, He establishes Rashi, Chadashim and Shanim. So it mentions here both. It mentions Rashi, Chadashim and Shanim, which means, Das is der Nes, It refers to which kind of miracles, Was is da, in them in Yifunteva. There's a miracle built in within nature. If you pay close attention to nature, you see the consistency of nature, which is really a miracle, which is the Leishanisi of Hashem. Which is expressed in the cycle of the year, Moloshin Mishnah, the repetition, Kanalsiv Beis, which means the consistency that Inyan Hadarashini, from Hadarashini, the lack of any change that there is within the nature of the world. So, this is what the Medrash is speaking about when it says, It's not talking about nature itself, but it's talking about the deeper dimension of nature, referring to the unlimited essence of the Abishter that's here within nature. That's what the Medrash is saying regarding when the Abisha created the world and shows his world. So just as it's true that within nature, so you have really this consistency which comes from the Indian of Nets, which is above nature, reflected within nature itself. The same is also true in the reverse. 
The Anhagen Nisis, when you see Hashem performing a miracle which seems to be shattering the laws of nature, is nit mugbal in the Mkafunnes. It's not limited to being just as a miracle, was drikt ois, then which expresses the unlimited power of Hashem that has to shatter nature, that can't coexist with nature. Nor in im is oichda der inyim was nes macht iberteva. If you pay closer attention to the way a miracle happens in the world, you will see that a miracle is also something that is related to nature and it has the power to transform nature itself. As teva gufe zolweisen efan That nature itself also shows on the fact that it's really all godly. And how do we see this in miracles? So there's, two, there's a few things that the Rebbe points out that you can see regarding when Hashem performs a miracle in the world. And therefore, is in Nisim Bechlal, Faran, Oichter, Sug, Nisim, was an Melubish, Ongeton, and Teva. You see, regarding miracles, not always are miracles in such a way that it comes and it shatters the laws of nature. You have miracles that happen in the world that they are integrated within nature itself. And you have two opposite extremes regarding this. On one hand, these miracles that are integrated in nature, they are a miracle like every other miracle that shatters nature. Which is totally above nature. Just like any miracle that's not within nature, for example, Kriyas Yamsov, which is totally against the laws of nature, and a miracle that happens within nature, like for example, the Nes of Purim, which happened in such a way that it went through all the natural events that happened, in the essence of this Nes, it's an intervention of a revelation of a Nes, no less. And you can see this also even in Allah. As we make the same bracha, she'asa nisim, sa'i b'chanake, we make the bracha, she'asa nisim, when we light the menorah regarding chanake, which is a nes, she'enim olubish b'teva, that was a nes that was not within nature, and sa'i b'purim, and even regarding purim, which was a nes, olubish b'teva, a nes that happened within the natural occurrences that happened as the story is in the Megillah. But we make the same bracha, because it's really the same nes. Specifically regarding those miracles that are with, enclosed within nature that you may think are lower. Those are wonders that Hashem alone performs and only He knows of it and it actually has a, even a higher source. When you have a miracle that's totally above nature. in the It comes over here and it gets enclosed within the ways of nature. So here, sorry, the Rebbe is talking about the miracles that are enclosed within nature. Although on one hand it's the same level of a miracle. That's totally beyond nature. But what does it mean that it's enclosed within nature? It has an additional advantage that it also is able to come down within nature to reveal the truth that even nature itself is part of what, whatever Hashem decides should be. Like a person that holds a tool in his hands and decides to do with the tool whatever he wants, nature is Hashem's tool, it has no entity to, uh, of its own. So what this means is, in the Ranhoge, Nisus, Shalom is funteva. So on one hand, we're talking over here about a miracle that's completely above nature. But yet at the same time, it also is integrated within nature. It also has the character of nature to reveal the truth about nature itself. Valnit nar 
is anes meishel of teva ba'ifin, as that is mishadet teva, because not only could a miracle have this control over nature and break nature and shatter nature, when an S that's performed, which is really above nature, but it gets integrated within nature, it can elevate and transform the nature itself to be elevated to the level that's above nature. Now that's the Nakuda that we see over here, that an S is not removed of nature. But the Nes could come down and be integrated within Teva itself. So now going back to the Pasik, Vyashlaima, Adas is the Tam, Vas Nisan is Nitna Raish Khadashim, the month of Nisan, which is the, the beginning of the Anhaga of, of miracles. It's the month of redemption. But the Pasik says it's not only the first of all the months of the year, Hashana. It's also the beginning of the year, which refers to nature. Well, the Tachlis von Dan Hagenissis. What's the ultimate purpose of Hashem performing a miracle for Nissen of the month of Nissen? It's not about shattering the nature and removing nature. No, rather, it's to ibemachen the Anhage von Anhage Tivis Shana to transform and elevate nature itself. As Oich in Tava, zalzach aneren as asvert gefirt for Nissen. That even within nature itself, you should see how it's joined together, that really Teva itself is all connected to the Ness, and it's one with Ness, it's Lamaila Manat Teva. Even nature itself is really above nature because it's all connected to the essence of Hashem, where these two are together. So the Teva itself is the essence of Hashem as much as a miracle is. That's the ultimate purpose, and this is what we see here, both in the Medrash, when it speaks about Bachar HaKadosh Baruch Hu Lamai, and in the Pasuk, when it speaks about it doesn't stop by but it continues and says Okay, so now after all of this, after the Rebbe explained what the ultimate point of a miracle is, that ultimately Nes and Teva are not opposites. Adarabe, the ultimate nesses, is when it's joined together with Teva, because that reveals the true essence of Hashem, and they're really all one and the same. So now, Pikalanal, Vatunrech Fashtein, the Keshet, Vishen Parshas Achaydish, on Parshas Tazria. This explains the connection of Parshas Achaydish and Tazria, and why they fall out sometimes on the same Shabbos. The Chedok, Vishen Achaydish and Tazria, so the difference between what Achaydish represents. And what Parshish Tazria represents is al derech the chilok tzivishin nes and teva. It's like the difference of the whole discussion here in the Sikha, the difference between nes and teva. Hachaydesh vayist of gilimu maila. Hachaydesh kanasi falaf, as we said before, represents the revelation from above. It's hechafun evraim. This is a revelation that comes from above, a miracle that's above nature, above the entity of the world. That's what a nes is all about. Tazria vayist. Sazria refers, Kanal Sham, as we said before, to the Aveda, to the Isha Ki Sazria that comes from the Yidin from below. So that's the Aveda that's related to the entity of the person, what he does, his contribution, and how he elevates himself from below. This is like the Mitzis of the world here below, the union of nature within the world below. So basically, Tazria and Achaydish are Nes and Teva. So when you have a chaydish falling out in Tazriya, what does that mean? Is this madgish undermont as is an This emphasizes and reminds us that really on a deeper level they're not opposites at all. It's really, really all one and the same thing. 
As we learned here by Riches in the Sikhe, that Nas and Teva are all one, as far from the essence of Hashem is concerned, they're really all one and the same thing. This will be revealed in the future when Mashiach comes. And the promise will be fulfilled ish for ish yulad ba. Which means as vet zain ish mazriat chila. So on one hand, you'll have a revelation from above. The Abish is the ish, and that will the maila versus da and a chaydish was kumpel maila. Nes. So you have the tremendous advantage of a revelation that comes from above, which is a miracle. That's one ish. That even though it's a revelation from above, but it will also have the maila that from below, the Aveda from below will be Bishlamus, which is the Vish Yulabha, in Tazriya Teva, to reveal the true maila that there is in nature, that's Rusa de Lasata, which is that the nature is really one with Ness, that the two come together and therefore it's not going to be Yoledis Isha, that the nature is sort of out, of out of this and it's weaker, but no, even nature itself is one with Ness and they are, are together as one and therefore Tazriya and Achaydish are together as one on the same Shabbos.